Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Teas and Conversations where it's warm and friendly all year round. My name is Blessing and we are here to do life together. Thank you to everyone that listened in to the previous episode and went ahead to share opinions regarding the topic, the ugly side of boarding school in Uganda. I truly appreciate the love, your support and your contributions towards the conversations that we hold on here, the real life conversations. Thank you. Before I go in further, um, here is a trigger warning. Today's conversation contains mentions of forced bodily practice. Listening should be at your own discretion. Now, from the previous episode, you might remember a lady who shared what her weirdest experience in boarding school was like. If you haven't listened yet, we're going to call the lady Maria. Maria said when they were in senior one, all the girls in her school were told to undergo a mandatory exercise of pulling. Yes, pulling, also known as labia minora elongation which we are just going to call LME, the acronym for the long word. Now, I was about to say that this episode is rated um, and should be listened to by only those who are above 18. But then I remembered that this topic is also known by girls who are as young as nine years in Uganda. So why don't we just go right into it? Parental guidance is advised. Labia elongation is something that most girls who have grown up in Uganda or attended Ugandan schools might have heard of. Others, or most, have experienced it complete with its joys and pains, while for others it remains a mystery and a taboo subject that they can only imagine. Some of the men that are listening (laughs) have heard of it too. In fact, some of you have already peeked behind those closed doors. While some people hold it in high regard and sing praises about it, others consider it trivial considering we are dealing with bigger issues such as, well, um, the recent explosions or the Ugandan constitution, whatever you consider big. Anyways, that said, there is another group of people that completely despise and dread this act. The question is, what exactly is labia minora elongation or pooling as it's commonly known. LME or labia minora elongation is simply described as meant to increase the pleasure associated with sexual intercourse for both males and females. Both males and females seem to have a favorable attitude towards continuing this practice. Most importantly, the aim of labio stretching is to increase female sexual pleasure rather than restrict it. So because of such findings, some researchers have pertinently suggested the term female genital modification be applied to this practice as opposed to FGM. Now, you're probably still wondering what labia stretching or LME really is because I haven't broken down the definition. I'm going to share with you what Wikipedia has to say, but later on in the conversation, I'll be speaking to SRHR experts who will break down this practice further in a more expert way. Wikipedia says labia stretching, also referred to as labia elongation or labia pulling, is the act of lengthening the labia minora, that is the inner lips of the female genitals through manual manipulation, pulling, or physical equipment such as weights. It's a familiar cultural practice in most parts of Eastern and Southern Africa, and a body modification practice 
elsewhere in other regions. It is performed for sexual enhancement for the benefit of both partners, aesthetics, symmetry, and gratification. In Ugandan context, though, we are going to focus on labia pulling being a cultural thing that is mostly practiced in central Uganda. That is where our focus is going to be today. Now, elder women usually teach this practice and girls may then practice it alone or in groups to help one another as a type of tribal initiation practice. In many cases, they are told to use various herbs which are demonstrated herbal medications beneficial to the female body. These soften the labia and make stretching a whole lot easier, less painful and more rapidly effective. Now that we have a little bit of a background and I'm certain I have your undivided attention, let's go deeper. In today's episode, I set out to look for some answers on this topic from the experts in the sexual reproductive health and rights SRHR sphere. While I absolutely have no ill intention towards anyone's culture because people can do as they please with their bodies if they want to, I'm absolutely against the fact that some young girls and preteens were forced or coerced into performing or having LME performed on them when they were in school against their will, against their parents or caretakers' consent because most of these children were minors below the age of 18. I speak with so much authority because I witnessed it too in one of the schools that I attended. Lucky for me, lucky for me, I wasn't exactly liked by the matron of the school, so she thought by not administering it to me, it was my loss. I'm happy she disliked me that much. (laughs) Anyways, all that begs one question. Isn't that a form of child abuse or human rights violation if it is done against one's will, regardless of what the benefits might be? I have questions and I really would love to hear some answers. So let's get into it. Today we are speaking to Ms. Zaituni Navatereka and Mr. Alex Craig Chiwanuka, who are both SRHR experts. And we have questions. Let them answer. Question number one What exactly is labia pooling or labia minor elongation? My name is Zaituni Navatereka. I am. Um an SRHR practitioner and I have a special interest in gender especially um, in using gender transformative approaches that challenge um, and question um, norms that bring about inequalities in communities. Polling is is a practice that is done amongst many communities in Uganda and in Africa. It is something so entrenched in cultures that it is very sticky. But um, what is being pulled is uh, they pull certain parts of the female genitalia. Uh, They pull the labia minora, which is the inner labia. And um, they elongate it using different herbs, sometimes within a 5, 10, 15 inches, depending on the culture. In Uganda, it's practiced in Buganda, in Ankole, in Busoga, the Japadola do it. Quite a lot of people do it. Uh, But I know many times it is done for non-medical reasons. So pulling is a form of female genital mutilation. 
uh, as long as it is done for non-medical reasons, then it is uh, female genital mutilation. Pulling should not be done when people are coerced because everyone has a right to, to, to decide what happens to their body and they should be able to do something when they, when they know why they're doing it. Question number two, what is the fuss about labia minora elongation and why do women do it? People do it for many reasons, but uh, from what I have read and, and actually I'm doing research on this, um, and from the experience of the different people are, that have shared with me on this, first of all, uh, many times it is done to impress the man when you're having intercourse for sexual pleasure. That is what people say. That is what they believe. That is what uh, is being said. But I also know um, sexual pleasure is not only about elongating the labia, actually, because I know sexual pleasure begins from the, if you want to enjoy sex, then it begins from your mind, from your head. Um, I know so many women who have not elongated the labia are having fabulous marvelous sexual intercourse and they're enjoying but also to keep in mind they usually do it because they want to fit in society for example in buganda if a woman uh, is believed to elongate then if somebody doesn't do it then they don't fit into that particular community uh, another reason people do it is um it's really, it's really mainly because of cultural reasons. Maybe my mother did it, my siblings did it, my great-grand did it, then why don't I do it? There was a time in one of the primary schools in Uganda where I was told that some prefectorial leadership positions were accorded to girls in accordance to how long one had pulled the labia. Basically, it was survival for the fittest. Whoever pulls long qualifies to get a prefectorial position. What effect can forced LME have on a teenager or a young woman if it was done to them against their will or if they were manipulated in practicing it? You might not bleed to death, but the stigma it brings about in your community if you're not accepted is more sometimes than just the bruises you get as you elongate. By the way, in the in the process of elongating the labia, women use so many things. Some people use ash, some people use sand, some people use herbs, or some people tie a small banana fibers onto their labia to be to be able to elongate. In the process, they get bruises. In the process, some of the labia, uh, the part breaks a little bit. And and the and the initial stages when they're elongating, when the girl goes to the loo to do a short call. It's pain. It's it's a burning sensation. And in some cases, actually in schools, which is not a very good practice at all, they tell the matrons, for example, tell the girls to pull each other. So pull me, I pull you. I strongly, strongly believe it is important not to coerce people into doing it. If somebody wants to do it, they should do it when they are older and they have decided without coercion when they have fully, fully decided that this is what I want to do. But we also know that whether you have elongated the labia or not, you can get married, you cannot get married, you can have kids, you cannot have kids. So uh, 
it's, it's just a practice that people want to do. People believe will strengthen their marriages, that people believe will they will enjoy sex. But also what is what is really funny about elongating the labia, because they say, I am doing it to keep my marriage so that the man can enjoy me. When it gets to sexual intercourse, pleasure is for both sexes. I enjoy, you enjoy me. Why do I do something for you to enjoy me when I do not enjoy you? So it's kind of a, a, a tricky thing, but at the end of the day, it is a practice that can be revised. Depending on the context depicted in arts, music, literature, movies, dialects, values, labia pulling is one of the most questioned, contentious sexual health practice with the most controversial answers. Even as you are listening in right now, across the globe, innocent souls, dignities, rights, autonomies of diverse young girls are coerced with endless psychological torture, all in the name of labia pulling. Let's face the facts. Labia pulling is one act, but understanding its intent is another. And then my last question would be, is there any legal framework put in place in either support or condemnation of this act? Labia pulling, according to the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, is right now one of the violations of women's rights, violations of their full consent, most especially where young girls are forced into pulling their immature labias. Let girls be girls. You wait till when they, they are mature enough, they are adults enough, they can choose to either pull or not to pull. Then they can also agree with their husbands, their boyfriends, if they deem it necessary to have the labia pulled. Because I've seen instances whereby old women, girls in hostels, invite professional, they guide them on how to pull, but not at a time when they are still young. What makes marriage at the end of the day is not about uh, whether you've pulled or not. There are so many factors that come into play to have a good marriage, to have a good relationship, to enjoy intercourse and to sustain your marriage. It's not only about elongating or even having intercourse. It's so many other things that come into play because you realize there are so many women, for example, who have elongated the labia, but they're not married or they're divorced or their husbands or spouses are seeing somebody else out of the relationship. So it's not a guarantee, but because we are socialized, we are brought up in a way that if you have not elongated the labia, you don't get married, which is a myth, then people think that is the right path to make. I know this is a very um, sensitive issue. It is a very stick issue that people don't want to talk about. It's an issue that if you talk about it like the way I'm talking about it, they might think you are spoiled. You are... Um, you don't preserve your culture. But I know within our cultures, there are certain norms and practices that are harmful. According to what I've read, there could be a few risks of labio stretching. They could appear minimal, but they are there. Okay, so quickly into them. Itching and mild pain are the time of initial stretching, but some researchers have reported contradictory findings, such as significant swelling, mild bleeding from the minor cuts and sores that occur during the initial sessions and occasional reports of neurosensitivity as a result of hypertrophic labia. 
there is no increased chance of transmitting sexual infections at least, especially as the process is complete before the girl becomes sexually active. And there lies another problem. This exercise is encouraged for girls to perform and be complete by Minaki. Minaki is the very first time a girl experiences their menstruation. So it feels like we are already preconditioning a 7 or 8 year old girl to prepare for sexual pleasure for herself, yes, but also for her husband. <sighs> Maybe I'm overthinking it, but why are we preconditioning an 8 year old girl, a pre-teenager? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm overthinking it. Now, like I said earlier, do what you want to do with your body. But it would be nice if you sort out the information first so you can make informed decisions. And that is why podcasts like this one exist to tackle the hardly talked about things. And you know, in the end, you are free to do what you want to do once you are fully aware of the consequences. Okay. Now, in the event that you decide you want to do this practice or you have done it, would you kindly desist from stigmatizing the women that have not done it, especially because you consider yourself socially acceptable now, like you fall under the socially acceptable group of marriage material women. To the teenagers who were deprived of your dignity before you could speak up for yourself while you were at school especially, I pray that you continue to find healing in the way that you deem suitable for your well-being. I would love to wrap up by saying, Knowing what we know now, can we be kind to one another? Kind to the women that have refused to conform because they have a choice not to. Kind to the women who were manipulated into giving in to this practice. And kind to those that made the decision to do it. Can we all be kind and respectful of people's choices? Before I go, I would love to thank Zaituni and Alex for contributing to today's conversation, without whose input I wouldn't have had a comprehensive and educational episode regarding this taboo topic. Or, you know, it's, maybe it's not a taboo topic, but it's hardly spoken about. And to the lady that sparked this conversation from the previous episode, thank you very much for sharing your story. I'm glad that you survived that situation. And I hope that other women that are out there that are listening to this, if you've never done LME, I want you to remember that you are a complete woman regardless of the things that we decide to do to our bodies later for whatever reasons. And if you are a woman that has done this, you made the decision to do it and you love it good for you i also would like to encourage you to remember the fact that you are as woman as you were before you did it and you are still as woman as you were after you did it okay i really was out here to spread information so that people can make informed choices today's parting quote is from wangechi mutu an artist and it goes Females carry the marks, language, and nuances of their culture more than the male. Anything that is desired or despised is always placed on the female body. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. I am glad you were able to join me for this episode. I am cooking up something for all the listeners of Tis and Conversations and I cannot wait to share all the details of that something with you in the subsequent episodes. Thank you for always supporting your girl. I hope you're taking care of yourselves and I hope you are well. Thank you for listening. Please take care of yourselves. I'll catch you in the next episode.
Bye bye.